Officially, right now, I have three jobs just out of pure foolishness. You're crazy. Fully fool, area I get. And you know what? I'm supposed to have four. The fourth one doesn't start. And do you know job number two called while I was talking to her? She was like, well, what's your schedule like? Let me holler at you about something. I don't know. I am in the season where jobs are just coming to me that I'm not looking for. So I am grateful, but I'm really just trying to throw a bunch of money together because my birthday's at the end of the month. I'm going to Costa Rica to ball out. It's this Fendi bag I want and just a bunch of random stuff that I want to buy. And then, Oh, uh, you a material girl. Very much so. But once I like, make it, I'm not going to care about none of that. And I'm like, oh, I'm just doing all this stuff now. So I'm just hustling and bustling. Um, but I've been trying to, you know, prioritize. But honestly, I found that the more stuff I have to do, the more productive that I am, like just in a given day. Because I have like, I'll be at one job, finishing assessments for another and then I on my lunch break I go run three miles and then at night after I'm done with everything I do my yoga and then I do my weightlifting so it's like I realized like there's a lot of stuff I can actually get done during the day but it's only if I have a lot of stuff on my plate if I don't I just procrastinate a lot and I just it'll take me I won't even won't do my notes or nothing like it took me days to do them maybe super late but when I have a bunch of other stuff to do so I'm trying to find a balance of keeping myself busy so that I just don't have a lot of idle time because that's just not a good thing for me because busy yeah. just makes me feel like, oh, I have all weekend to do it. And then, you know, Sunday night hit and it still don't get it done. Then Monday, like, damn, I had all weekend and I still didn't get it done. You so, still ain't do shit. But, you know, I'm very much like, I have time coming up off. And so I want to, I'm, I'm going to be out here. Don't, don't worry about that. How are you yeah, doing? Jeff. How are things with you? Um, yeah, I'm tired. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I am tired and I mean I have two jobs too and some of the times it can be really demanding like we're about to be in recital season for like dance so it's like rehearsals and extra shit and costumes and it's just it's just a lot going on on top of my regular 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 job of being a counselor and also it's just like I just need a vacation which I'm about to have soon but it's like I need a little pause. I need some time to myself where I don't have like anything to do. Like I have no obligations, no responsibilities, and I can just baby 
let my hair down and have a ball. But other than that, things have been good. Your girl is just tired. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you deserve, but we're, you know, this is our, we're in the, we're in the busy season. I want to say this is just a busier time, but I think we're going to get through it. We are going to have the best time in like T minus three and a half weeks. Like it's gonna be phenomenal. It's gonna be a ball. Trap therapist in Costa Rica. Speaking that's, of trap therapist. International is what we're gonna do. International girls, international girls. Um, so what are we gonna talk about on trap therapy today? So today I wanted to bring in onto the table, onto the trap house, you know, uh, so seven tips to prevent you from overreacting in a situation. And when we say overreacting, that doesn't mean always that, you know, you can't be upset or be angry, but just kind of really taking the time out to process things and not being in such a, not reacting out of emotion. Is yeah. Kind of what I'm to this table today. What is it that you're going to be talking about today? Um, today, I'm going to be talking about the 10 most common mistakes that are usually made um, when we talk about like conflict resolution and like how you could possibly avoid that. And also if it's like you hear it and you say, mm, I do this, then get your, get your shit together. Like, hey, oh. we get too big in age to not be knowing how to communicate and, and um, resolve conflict. Not at your big age. Not at your big age acting like this. Not at your big age. Oh, I think that's kind of, oh, I'm a little nervous about that one. <laughs> you know what? Hey, we all, we all, right. none of us are perfect. So I'll probably be stepping on my own toes at yeah. some point too. Because I do want to say like, when me and Jess, we know what the topics are, but actually every bullet point, we don't know. So I'm sure she's going to say something. And I'm like, well, damn, bitch, you, you ain't have to say it like that. You Why are you so loud? always interesting because it's like, oh, I know what she's going to talk about, but it might stuff be hitting close to home and be like, woo. Woo, baby, leave me alone. Oh, how would you want, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll just start, I'm, I'm going to start it off from the top. Okay. Now, from the top, make it drop. That's some wet, wet. All right. <laughs> so when we, talk, <laughs> when we talk about conflict resolution, conflict resolution, if you don't know what that is, it's just like knowing how to actually resolve the conflicts that are happening in your life. Um, and sometimes it's in relationships. Sometimes it's in friendships. Sometimes it's at the workplace with your coworkers or your boss or like with family members, any type of conflict, right? Um, and as we know, conflict is inevitable. Like it's going to happen at some point. No, I don't think I've ever met anybody who hasn't had a conflict unless they're just that delusional that they don't think or, they have. Or there are those people who try to avoid or people who avoid conflict. Of, speaking of avoiding conflict, that's, that's, that's mistake number one. Thank you so much. <laughs> Nice segue. Nice segue. So yes, number one, one of the most common mistakes that are made when we talked about conflict resolution is avoiding conflict altogether. And that means like rather than discussing exactly what the problem is in a very calm or respectful manner, you just decide you're not going to say shit at all. You just, you want to brush it underneath the rug. You just want to call it it. It is what it is. You don't say anything. Now, while we think that would be the most like less stressful route to actually take, honestly, it's not. Because if you've tried to avoid conflict before and just sweep it underneath the rug, you know, 
it's going to still bubble up inside of you and more conflict is going to build and then you're going to explode. And now the argument ain't even about the one petty ass thing that was the first conflict. It's about a whole, a whole nother thing. It's taking on a whole nother identity. Mm. And it be ghetto. I used to be that type of girl that I used to avoid conflict so bad, especially when it came to relationships. Cause I was just like, I'm gonna just leave it alone. Next thing you know, I'm cussing this nigga out real bad because he left the sock on the floor and it's not even about the sock. <laughs> so how long did do you feel like, at what point did you get comfortable? What did you need to do to get comfortable with addressing like issues with this guy? I think once I realized that it was just like, this is not healthy. You know, mm-hmm. not only is it not healthy, but it's also not fair to the person I'm in a relationship with because the problem that was the problem could have probably be hand it could have been handled if I would have opened up my mouth and said something sooner but now it's something else different um so yeah and that just all comes along with communication avoiding the argument really isn't the best thing to actually do and sometimes it's not even an argument sometimes it's just a disagreement and I think that goes I think part of those two things is that I think that your thought about what's gonna happen makes it seem Mm -hmm. and I think for me um not that I like conflict because I feel like that sounds bad but like I I just know me personally I'm too opinionated and if I don't say anything it's gonna eat at me it's gonna drive me crazy like I'm I I think about like situations where people like where there's clearly like this elephant in the room and nobody and I'm just like I can't sit here like this for more than like five minutes yeah it's still me that I'm always so it's like oh me resolving or addressing conflict has always come from a place of oh I just can't sit and it just drive me crazy if I'm like right. oh I have to say something just so it's out there even if it right. goes, I feel better about that than just sitting around being like nope everything's good like, and I you know what the crazy thing was is that I want to avoid conflict with like friends or family or like my job I will only avoid conflict with my nigga ain't that sick <laughs> oh child that's sick all right the second one that you should avoid when it's conflict resolution is being defensive now baby that means that you if you're defensive when you're trying to resolve conflict that means that you don't take no responsibility for none of your actions for none of your behaviors you try to put it on the other person you're not being empathetic and seeing it from their point of view um basically it's their the other person is all their wrongdoing you have no play in it and it's just like you working hard really to just avoid looking at the possibility that you could possibly be contributing to the problem Mm. you know um and nobody really likes a defensive person like you can't you can't even have a a conversation for to with somebody who's always defensive and i think that's I think what happens is it kind of loops you back into the first thing that you just start to get to the point like they're going to be defensive so there's no point of addressing it and it just it, it's like a cycle I can see like just happening like if you're right. very, like don't talk to someone so you know she can't can't tell her shit she, you know she ain't never wrong she ain't never wrong she ain't never wrong and honestly deny responsibility like it can help in the like in the short run like it helps you to get out of it but then it makes long-term problems when it's like the person who might be your partner or a friend or family member, they feel like they're not being listened to. Um, and it's like, but they never gonna come to you about shit because they know it's not about to be resolved in the first place. So yeah, don't be defensive. Number three is overgeneralizing teams. Yeah. 
So that means when something happens that you don't like, that means like you grow it. Some of you like might blow it out of proportion by making like generalizations about everything. So you'll you start. You always you always start. It's, the sin is always starts with the you. You always be doing that. Every you don't ever. You always bringing this up. Like, is it really always? Uh, is that really? Really you true. never do this. You always come home too late. It's, it's really always never. Either you always do something or you never have done this before. And you really have to sit there and be like, what is she talking about? What are you talking about? And it'll really be like, he maybe only, or she, or they only did it one time. But it's like, you always. I, I always got to deal with this shit. Oh, Jesus. Also, <laughs> it's like, you bring up past conflicts and then you like, Throw it into the conversation. <laughs> Throw it to the conversation just to stir up that negativity pot a little bit more. I cannot stand that. That's one of my pet peeves. And I think that's part of being defensive as well. It's like, because then a lot of, I feel like that is like really disproportionate. Like, it's like, it's just, if you ain't like the way I talk to you. Morales, remember when, you know, you blew up somebody's house last Like, girl, what? What? What the hell does that have to do with now? I, and I think that's what, it's so interesting that just the way that the order you're going in with listening, I feel like it's just something that you see so common. And I think one leads to the other that it's kind of like, oh, if every time I come to you, you overgeneralize. Yeah. It's like, oh, being defensive. So then it makes me feel like, well, let me not say nothing because, or even, and you know, we've kind of talked about forgiveness in one of our other episodes um, of just how like, if every time I come to you and say, hey, this bothered me. You bring up something that I thought we resolved. Like it's it's just kind of looping back into that. Like, oh yeah, you being petty and just you don't want to be wrong. So you right. bring so like I was justified in the situation. So let me bring that up because I know in that situation you was wrong. Here you go bringing up old shit. Uh-huh. Here you go bringing up old shit. One of the things that I always tell, especially, oh my God, my teenagers at school, they have a really big problem with like overgeneralizing everything. Mm-hmm. So whenever they come to me and they like start overgeneralizing shit, I literally tell them like, hey, take a breath. Now ask yourself, stop and think about whether it, this is actually true or if it's not true. Like, because you're saying, well, they always do this to me. Like they always leave me out. And it's like, do they always leave you out? Or was it just like this one moment where they forgot to, like it was unintentional. Like they forgot to invite you somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like slow down, stink. Like just, just slow down. Right. Cause you be stirring up shit and stirring up mess when you just be overgeneralizing things. You know? Messy, messy. Messy, messy. Number four is being right. That's one of the things, that's one of the most common mistakes in conflict resolution is, is you feel like you just always gotta be damn right about everything. Now I get it. Nobody, nobody wants to be wrong. I get that. But nobody. Nobody. <laughs> nobody wants to be wrong. But at the same time, it's very damaging to decide that there's a right way to look at things and that there's like a wrong way to look at things. And the only perspective that is right is your own, is mm-hmm. your own. So it's like you can't demand your partner, your family member, your friend to see things the same way that you see it. 
mm-hmm. and you can't take it as like an offense or a personal attack if they have a different opinion than you. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people have to learn when it comes to conflict resolution. It's like, baby, everybody doesn't, everybody doesn't think like you. Mm-hmm. So like everybody's not going to get to the same destination the way that you got to it. And that is okay. It's just really coming to a compromise sometimes to agree to disagree. Baby, agree to disagree over the years. It has become my best friend because I'm not going to go back and forth with you. It'll get you a lot of places. It really will. It'll get you places. It really, it really will. Two points of view can, two different points of view can still be valid at the same time. Especially because I think that so, so many times, like, it's just, it seems like what I call is like people getting on the carousel and it's just like, they're just going around, like, you saying your opinion, they're saying their opinion, and it's just going back and forth. And it's like, after like, like, okay, both of you have clearly stated what your opinions are and nobody's meeting in the middle, like, you, you're stuck in it. At this point, it might be okay, well, you have your opinion, and I have mine. Right. And we'll do that, that, because if not, you'll just keep going around and saying, trying to explain yourself you be saying the same thing, but just in 50 different ways. It's like, girl, we got it. Has y'all just agreed to disagree 40 minutes ago? Y'all would have realized y'all haven't, you haven't got Isn't it. Isn't that aggravating for you though? Okay, as a therapist, when you sit in there and you be seeing two people literally saying the same thing over and over for like 30 minutes for different, I'd be like, hey, 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 hey. I very much, so, and it's, it becomes like, what's frustrating is I, I want to say, depending on where we are in treatment, especially like couples, like earlier in treatment, I might cut it off a lot earlier, but you know, as time goes on, I actually be like, let me see if they can actually figure this out. Like, mm-hmm. yes, they're having a hard time, but I have to see if they're able to actually get to a point. Um, but there is like a fine line of being like, they're never getting anywhere. But sometimes people do get to a place of being able to say, okay, well you said yours. And it, they're just, it usually takes one person having to be like, okay. Yeah. You, you said your you opinion. About this not getting nowhere or like what's the plan moving forward well you did this and I did this so I always come back to okay well moving forward what are we going to do differently what needs yeah. to happen yeah just going back and forth about opinions we ain't getting nowhere um and so it, it can be very frustrating not just be like but and, and the good thing is I have had some clients who like before it starts will be able to say oh no 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 not getting on this carousel with you because we just about to go around and around I know that's right baby I'm about to, we're not about to get on it so People can do it, but it, it does take you some time to realize when you kind of get in that, that um, cycle of opinion cycle, I'm going to call it. So I'm going to term that, bam, get caught up in the opinion cycle and you just, people just stay in their opinions like we ain't getting nowhere. And it's like, baby, hush, we get it. We get it. We get it. First, first time. The fifth common mistake that people make when it comes to conflict resolution is psychoanalyzing or like what we like to call as mind reading. So instead of asking the person that you're having a conflict with about their thoughts and their feelings, you you take it upon yourself to decide that you know, you know what they're thinking. I already know what they're about to say. I don't even need to say it. I already know. Leave me there. You, you know what they're feeling based off of just assumption and maybe false interpretations that you have made um, over the course of time. Um, and usually when people psychoanalyze or they do the mind reading shit, usually their assumptions are always negative it's very funny to think about it though how people just like i know exactly what you're thinking and you're looking like what 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 am i thinking you're looking like then they say it and then they it's in some way of the person that's saying it being attacked you just they're looking at my girl what's nobody thinking about this? <laughs> i didn't even think that then then they'll hit you with the i know you was yeah, yeah you were and i'd be like 
No, I wasn't. So, but okay. And then now, now the other person has to defend assault the day. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus! It is. <laughs> I hate that Myri and shit too. Like, <laughs> oh, Ari, Ari, know what you was. Ari, know what you gonna say. Ari, know what you was about to do. I like. I don't know how this gonna pan out. How? How do you know? How do you know, Stink? And I think they they do people do that. They're trying to be one step ahead. So they're yeah, like, of course. I think this. So let me already prepare for how I'm gonna what I'm gonna say or do what she responds. So it's like at that point, like that's kind of part of like and say like, oh, you living in the future of something that's not even possible here. So yo, you you're hyped and to react to something that she might not even say, but you you're so caught up or. That this is gonna happen that that you jump in the head and it's like uh-uh now that's how you end up having two different arguments two different damn arguments because what the hell are you even talking about honestly sometimes most people use psychoanalyzing as a way just to avoid conflict altogether because they'll be like oh i already know what they're thinking so i ain't gonna say nothing like i already know i already know how they feel about the situation so like i ain't gonna say shit about it it's like okay girl but you should really, you should really ask so you actually know for for real and for sure what they're thinking and what they're feeling, or right. else we're just digging a deeper hole for ourselves. We're just sabotaging our shit. But cool, cool. go with it, go with it though. Um, number six, the thing that you should avoid when we talked about conflict resolution. This one's just like basic shit, but like forgetting to listen. I think me and Rollis have talked about the listening skill a lot on here is that a lot of times um, we hear people when they talk, but we're not actually listening. Our listening ears are not really on our head. And it's like, instead of listening, you're interrupting or like you're rolling your eyes or you're talking in your head, you're rehearsing in your head what you about to say next to them. You know, instead of actually listening and really attempting to fully understand what the other person is saying and how they are feeling. And honestly, that just keeps you from seeing the other person's point of view. Baby, when I tell you, I have done all this type of therapy, like some real hard stuff. The one skill that I try to teach couples is active listening. And when I tell you those are the most difficult. It's hard. They, so I've, I've realized people can talk about content. They can tell stories like don't, that is really easy. But to sit two people down and have one person say how they feel and yeah. the other person interpret it and put it in their own has been the most. <laughs> those are the sessions that they absolutely hate and they find the hardest because I'm like, you're so used to talking about content and, and you're so used to not really having to understand it that most of the times they will take stuff and be and reinterpret it in their own way and re, and re and repurpose it and i'm yeah. like okay i'm you know i'm just sitting here this is the first time hearing it right. that is what i heard her say that's that. not what they said that's not what i heard them say at all and i always tell the client i'm like well this is what i interpreted as letting you know this is what you heard or what you meant and they'll always be like that's rollis exactly what you said is what i meant i said but i was like so understand if you're if i'm saying one thing and you're responding to something totally different. Yeah. We're never gonna get in the middle because we're having two different conversations. We are not mm-hmm. talking about the same thing. We're talking in the same arena as the same thing, but baby, we in different roles. Yeah. We in different sections. So we're not seeing each other because we in the building, but we nowhere near each other at the Nowhere time. near. Mm-mm. We not even the same book, baby. 
I love my, I'm like, we're just going to talk about active listening today. And it might just be one, one sentence. And that one sentence will take us an hour because they did not understand one another. You're not, you're not getting it. You're not really listening, King. What's not clicking? What's What's not clicking, Steven? (laughs) (sighs) Number seven is, um, and it kind of alludes to the one that we talked about uh, earlier, but it's the blame game one that people like to do when we, when there's a conflict that comes up. And that means that you're, you just criticizing and blaming the other person in the situation and just thinking that the other person is at fault. Um, instead of actually analyzing the conflict for what it is and seeing what part you played in it, instead you just pointing fingers the whole time, like you, 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 you. It wasn't me. It was you. Blame game. You remember that song, Blame Game? John Legend was in his bag when he made that song with Kanye. What is the name of How does it go? Sing it. Let's play the blame game. I love you. Oh, Definitely. I have that song john legend ain't been his bad in a long time yeah honestly since he married chrissy he just i won't i won't cheat and like john legend back at one point at one point he was like the like oh he was that nigga he really he was like the do we really have like when i say like who is the male singer today there's nobody that like jumps out to me because i'm like oh he's like the one the one he was like John Legend used to also be on everybody's features like if you need an R&B singer he was basically like Ty Dolla Sign back in the day like you need a feature uh, he was the, the Neo Soul Ty Dolla Sign yeah 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 um okay damn we off track okay number eight is <laughs> trying to win an argument that's the thing that you should avoid when you go to conflict uh with conflict resolution I mean nobody wins when the family feuds and if you're just so focused on winning the argument the relationship itself is going to lose because it's really not a winner when it comes to conflict or arguing with somebody you know what I'm saying like you come to a mutual understanding and you come to a mutual agreement and you come to a resolution and you respect, you respect each other, but there's not like, oh yeah, I won that argument. Like grow up. You're not, you're not eight years old anymore. If you focus on winning, you head in the wrong direction, stink. Cause that's, that's not where it's at. And I think even going in into a conversation, you may actually find out that you was wrong or that whatever your interpretation was, was completely incorrect. So if you're not receptive to learning, like some people will be, will know they dead ass wrong, but be like, I'll be damned if I admit that shit. So it's like, it's, uh, so I think that pride thing is like a huge thing that like, some people really be like, you find out how you like, damn. I actually misread this whole thing. Uh-oh. Then, but then, do you know what they're going to stand 10 toes down in? Oh. 10 toes down. Or they'll jump onto something that is right. They know then, or they might bring up some other shit. Like, well, we ain't going to bring up such and such. Like, bitch, they going to bring up the past. He going to bring up that old shit. Bringing up the past holes. Y'all, yeah. Y'all won't see the pearly gates like that. Y'all won't. Number nine is making character attacks. Now, listen. I know how you girls like to tussle. And when y'all get in arguments, y'all be like the hit below the belt about things, you know? And you just take any negative action that the person on the other side has and then you blow it up and you make it into a personality flaw. Like, say, for example, like, if your boyfriend or your girlfriend left the dish in the sink, 
You'd be like, you lazy, you lazy as hell, you dirty, you don't never clean. And it's like, what? Lazy like your damn mama. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> you know she was right. You know how she was raised like that. You know how she was raised. This ain't no damn section eight. You right? You ain't never heard no people get in conflict and they start bringing up other people and family members like you like you let like you no good ass daddy. You be like, whoa, what the hold up now? Wait You're gonna end up just like your damn dad. You see what that got him. Like, what the hell? Like you labeling just really creates a negative perception yeah. on both sides. Cause it's like yeah. you calling me a lazy asshole just because I left the dish in the sink. You can go. You can go. So just remember to respect the person that you're having a conflict with. And the last one, number 10, is stonewalling. Stonewalling is basically when your partner wants to discuss an issue, not even partner, family member, whoever the hell it is, wants to discuss an issue about what's going on. um, And then you get defensive and you refuse to talk or even listen. Like, they ask me, like, what's up? Like, what's the issue i know your shit is different you didn't do this and this this, and you just be mute you just be sitting there like a bump on a log um and although we think the stonewalling helps to solve it because it's kind of like well i'm not yelling i'm not saying anything disrespectful i'm not putting the blame on somebody else it actually like creates really hard feelings and damages their relationship because the person on the other side they're not getting anything from it no energy is being reciprocated back so it's better just to listen and to try say things in a very calm and um, respectful manner and kind manner. And those are the 10 most common mistakes when it comes to conflict resolution. Now y'all take that, go forth and resolve conflict in a better way, hoes. Be kind, rewind, boards. That's basically the message for that, that last line. So, Period. So let's say a lot of us are emotional people. Yeah. <laughs> emotional and we tend to respond <laughs> emotionally so these are like seven tools that we're all gonna we are all gonna use yeah we are not reacting emotionally because we're all every everybody's an emotional person and in the moment things are things are things um but you know taken out so the first thing that we're gonna do is implement a 10 second Mm. So creating space between your emotions and your reaction can work wonders on how you proceed. Uh, so like stepping away from a situation um, and taking just some time without reacting impulsively. Um, but I will say like, this is a good example of with all these, these are things that you got to take, you got to practice. These are not going to be things that you just wake up one day and do, and it's just an automatic, it's all, it's a given. That's not the case. So I'll give you an example. Like, I am a very, I think I'm very defensive. If you tell me I did something wrong in my head, I ain't gonna say it. But the first thing is, bitch, you lying. That's not true. Fuck, I didn't. That's my immediate emotion is to be defensive and to not to not hear you. Like, just nope, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's all emotion. Um, so I've learned for my own benefit that I might be like, hey. Give me like tonight, I have to like take some time to think about it. That's not to say you're wrong, but it's just saying I'm in such an emotional place right now of hearing feedback that I didn't want to hear 
anything that I, I say is going to be based off of that. It's not going to be anything that's rational at all. So usually I have to step back and say, okay, let me think about it. And one or two things can happen. I might go home and say, hey, I really sat down and thought about what you said. And once I got out of my feelings, once I got my feelings out of the equation, I realized mm -hmm. I totally understand where you're coming from and we can have a conversation then. Or it can be like, you know, I really sat down, took some time where my emotions came out and I don't see it the same way that you see it. And that, but I can now, now I can have a conversation with you to understand it rationally, but that's not to say that I changed my mind. And so I think it's just learning yourself. So that's not to say like, I think when I was younger, my media reaction, no, I didn't, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I haven't changed intrinsically as a person. I've just recognized, oh, I can't necessarily respond right now in this moment because it's gonna be pure emotion and I'm not gonna hear you out. And so it's just knowing what works for you and everybody is different, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So number two, um, changing your perspective. Um, so how you look at a situation can determine not only how you feel about it, but how you react. So um, part of this can be like uh, trying to find the positives in the situation, even if the takeaway is something that you're um, learning or every situation has up and down, but being like, you know, now that maybe we've had this issue or we've addressed this or this thing has happened, now moving forward, I, I was actually able to learn some, something from it. And, you know, to be like, a lot of things are not going to be things that you know unless it happens. So it's like, oh, I've never been in this experience before. So although maybe it wasn't pleasant, it wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to experience, I'm going to focus more on what I've learned from taking this and then kind of what I can do within that. So I think that, you know, with, and I think with taking some time, it becomes easier to look at different perspectives um, or just kind of evaluating a situation differently. Like, oh, that sucked. I had to experience that. But had I not, I would have never learned this great thing this, this wonderful tool that I, I can now use yeah next we have picture the consequences ha! okay listen Let me repeat this what about them what about them I, I want you to listen to me <laughs> I need everybody to picture the consequences um when you're in a heated situation we don't think clearly about what happened as you don't think about the thing that happened that is going to come after your reaction. You just in the moment. And whether we feel like we were wronged or we're entitled or whatever the situation is, reactions always have a consequence. It doesn't matter whether you feel. And, and I think part of it is ultimately you have to make peace with every decision that you decide. But it's job. I don't give a damn, they can fire me, I don't care. Cool, if that's how you feel, I'm not mad. I was like, as long as you got a backup plan, but you can't cuss these people out and cause a scene and then be crying next Tuesday because you don't know how your rent gonna get paid. Like, they don't let that, your ass go. Yeah, they the landlord don't, <laughs> don't want to hear I didn't get my check today. He don't give a damn about none of that. And I think so often that um, people are like, want to be just justified in their actions or, or their wrongness that, they don't feel like they should be responsible for the consequences. I'm like, oh, and maybe in a perfect world that would happen, but it's like, oh, if you react this way, you're the one that's going to have the consequences. And that's not to say you go out and be wronged and just let people disrespect you and everything, but it's always being mindful. And I think the, the biggest thing that I always try to teach people, even when it comes to regular decision-making, it's like, oh, here are some consequences. And when we think of consequences, that's always inherently negative. But I, I look at consequences like, oh, if you do this, here's a possibility and here's a possibility. As long as you know that before, ahead of time, 
whatever you decide, I'm not mad about. I don't take personally, it's whatever. But I'm like, but if you knew ahead of time what, what were some of the consequences, then you made a choice. And it's not my job to judge you on a choice that I think that, that you make negative or positive. But I think a lot of us just need to take a step back and be like, what are some possible outcomes of my reaction? What are some possible things that may happen? And do I need to take some time to de-escalate, let my feelings come out so I can really be mindful of if I set it off in this motherfucker? Right. And that comes with self-awareness and also being a forward thinker. Because if you are not a forward thinker and you're just thinking about what's happening in the moment, I don't know. I really don't know how you're functioning in life because everything, like Rala said, everything has a consequence and consequence is really just like we take it as something negative, but it's really just the action that falls after a behavior. Like that's really, that's all, that's all it is. Like if I decide that I want to eat uh, eight, uh, eight things of ribs tonight before I go to bed, my consequence that my stomach going to be told the fuck up, you know? If I decide that I want to drink some water today, my con- the consequence is that my skin will probably be clear in the morning. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, but it's like, baby, we, we got to start thinking about not just step one, but also the things that come after step one, like step two and three. And I think that's the biggest thing that, and, and what I try to do, um, even the work that I do, I'm very transparent, I'm very honest. So I usually tell people, I'm like, now listen, had we sat down and thought about this before we made certain decisions, we would, some of these options, options or these possible consequences would have been things that came up that it's like well girl if you do two two or three no call show no call no show the work they might fire your ass like like and if you want to do it hey fuck that job your life yeah but don't be crying on friday and be like i didn't think it was happening and it's always like you really didn't think that was you didn't think so <laughs> my my question is like, well, what did you think was going to happen? And usually, when you say, "What do you think was going to happen?" for people who aren't for four fingers, they just say, I, "I don't know." And it's like, I didn't really think about it. It's like, I didn't think about that. I'm like, you see that at this big age? That's where the problem comes in. So I think that there's just with anything we have to recognize that there's always consequences and if you really if something came up and you really had no and you react in the moment i get it i think that's just human nature but i do think you get to a point of it's like oh well especially if it's like oh you've been in this situation before you've been in this situation repeated times so it's not like this is new or foreign to you so i have a different view when it's like a new or foreign situation where people don't really know how to prepare for it that's one thing but it's like girl you do this to yourself every friday and you in the same position every Friday. Like, come on. Come on. Same. Sequence, sequence yeah. of events. Use that common sense. It's, common sense ain't common, okay? It, it really just, is not. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't. I don't, it really I don't. is not. I remember one time I was counseling a person. They, like, this time, I, they got into a really bad argument with their boyfriend, like, at the club. Like, bad. It was bad. But, of course, her boyfriend drove her to the club, Right? So, I mean, she was cussing this nigga out, basically was like fighting him. And he left her at the club. And she was like, well, I just ain't think it was going to happen. And I'm like, why would you not think? (laughs) You wouldn't think that he would leave you there after you just beat him in a parking lot and cussed him out? You thought he was going to take you back to to your house? I want better for the people. Come on. 
Come on. Come on, Stink. Think about the consequences. Um, and once Think about the consequences. Like, that argument could have waited till you actually got to the house. How about, you still need a ride home. I mean, and I even think about like, okay, like for example, like I've, um, with my transitions, like moving and everything like that, I've had to stay with friends or whatever. And I've never really had no negative experiences, but I will also like, oh, I'm living at somebody's house. So normal stuff that I might want to say, or my normal personality would be like, say this, do this, think this, approach this. But then I'm like, you know, Mm-mm. this ain't mine. I'm not in a situation where I can kind of just do what I want to do. Let's say whatever I'm kind of living under different circumstances so I think that's also thing that people aren't always mindful of I'm like oh like girl you saying that somebody else like you you can't really be yourself the way you want so you have to operate under different guys now some people very much I should be able to do whatever like yes you should bitch but you can't but you cannot so you need to understand like if you show out in a certain way and certain it's consequences for that and that ain't nothing personal but it's like take time out to really evaluate is the immediate action worth the consequence because i feel like a lot of times like oh it's not most of the time it's not gratification that the five seconds of feeling amazing now you you looking through the one of that trying to look for a job for four weeks next one like was that you feel like that was worth it but in the long run you like (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't worth it at all you should have just sat there and ate your food So next, what we're going to do, number four, is um, empathize. So mm. empathy can go a long person, uh, a long or a long person. Jesus is like, uh, <laughs> don't personalize it. Um, seeing the other individual's viewpoint in a situation and take a step back. Because I think that um, a lot of times when you're dealing with people, like they may have a reaction to you or they may approach something and it, it'd be easy to feel like it must be me. I had to be me. And a lot of times it'd be like, Girl, it's not nothing to do with me. You mad about such and such. And so this is just triggering you. So now you're just being a bitch. And it's cool. I'm not mad at you because I'm not taking it personal. What happens is people aren't, I, I don't think people are able to empathize if it feels like a personal attack. And yes, it's right. like a person talk to about something, you're going to take it personal. But I do think it's part of stepping outside of yourself to say like, oh, my friend or my partner, when this, when they just have a long day at work, they just come home bitching about everything. They just complain about every everything under the sun. And it's just being like, girl, listen, I know your job was rough and they, people going to piss you off all day. You ain't about to be around here acting all miserable all night because you're go, if, if you go, go talk to yourself. Go talk to the wall. Go for a drive or something like that. Because I'm not going to argue with you because I know, I know you. I know this has nothing to do with me. So rather than getting or going back and forth with you about something that because you're in an emotional place that you, you're not realizing, that that's where this is coming from. I'm doing you a favor by being like, you know what? I'm going to give you a pass because I know this isn't about me. It's not about me. You know what? You got a bad attitude today, but I know this shit ain't that got none. It's the people at your job. Mm-hmm. I got you fucked up. Okay. <laughs> I got you fucked up. And, I mean, we have to do it with clients. With clients, we show up. She's like, girl, what's wrong with you? Why are you, you being real short today? What, what's your Real about? short, real nasty, and real rude. Like, girl, you ain't, you ain't have to come today. And then, but I think honestly, a lot of times when you kind of point that out to people, a lot of times they are able to realize you're right. It has nothing to do with you or it hasn't, but I just, I was so in my feelings that you were just the person that I was like emotionally dumping on. Yeah. And so a lot of times, even with couples, I try to teach them to learn one another to be like, oh, girl, you always come here complaining about some stuff like that. I hear him, but I don't pay him no attention at the same time because I know it's, he, he has to vent. 
he has to vent to get it out of the system and then we can actually have a productive conversation yeah but if that's just knowing the person i'm talking to and i'm like oh we don't allow that to happen we never gonna get past the other part so just knowing who you're dealing with like oh i have to empathize and hear them ramble for the first 30 minutes when they get off work then after that we good but if when they get home and they rambling and i'm taking it personal and i'm injecting my other stuff now we're having a whole argument and we're doing something just because i didn't want to take the step back and be like let me just try to understand where they're coming from and not take everything personal right so we need to learn each other everything isn't an offense everything is not okay next one is breathing breathing taking a deep breath and just telling yourself that like i just need to recharge my energy and it's you know it's so amazing that just look doing research and looking at these i see a lot of these people do but they just don't think about like have you ever seen a kid really really upset about something and they just start breathing real hard maybe they be about hyperventilating oh and they'd be like all right and you just say hey Hey. All right, let's you you know like kind of reframing it, but it's just that when you get so angry, it's like your heart stops. Like you just you ready to just you ready to go, and it's just it's just taking time out to like really be mindful of your breathing because it's like you you just putting so much stress on your body, and it's just escalating and just calm the fuck down. Okay, damn. That's what I think. Breathing really helped me when I because I did tend to be very much of a overreactor. Um like just dramatic about some of the most simplest shit. Like I would just overreact about shit. And in my response, when I feel like I'm, I'm getting worked up, I'm about to overreact. It sometimes it takes me a real long time to get it out. Cause I'm like breathing in between, just be like, I <laughs> feel like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I really take my time with breathing and saying my words. One, because I don't want to say the wrong thing and I want to blow up on your ass. And two, it just helps me to stay more calm. So yeah, breathe it through, y'all. Breathe. Just breathe. It be a song. Who the hell sings that? Uh, I know it's a Caucasian lady. Didn't Liana Lewis sing a song about breathing? She might have. I want to say the song I'm saying about like Faith Hill or something. I don't know why. Oh no, that's no air, Jordan Sparks. To me, how I'm supposed to breathe with no air. I see how you got that mixed up. Uh, that's <laughs> Jeff, <we see>. ah! <laughs> that was a good time for music. I ain't gonna lie. The girls was coming out. That you music factory was pumping. You had to be there. You just had to be there. So number six is look at the big picture. When our emotions are running high, we have tunnel vision, only thinking about in the moment. We are only thinking maybe for the next two minutes. Um, so if you have the luxury to think about it, most stuff is not life-threatening. It's not an immediate emergency. It's not the end of the world. In the, in the, in the moment, it feels like this. But then I think taking the time out to really look at, is this going to matter in three months, a year, no. five years? Um, and just taking the time to like ground your perspective and say like come come back to come back and let's say hey when you think about whatever's going on is this really that big a thing and so for some situations it could be it could be huge but it's also like i want to say that a lot of times with people um everything is as equally as important when you're upset everything has the same level of importance and then we really like girl the fact that you cannot find your keys it's not it's not as important than 
somebody getting shot. I feel like that was a very like close to just that was a lot. But a lot of times, you know, I like to spice know, it up. All gas, no brakes. But a lot of times people don't see it that way. Every when you're upset, everything is as big as this, and they start to compare, like, well, now I gotta do this one. Like a lot of that shit ain't, ain't that serious. Like if this don't happen today. The road ain't over. Right. Right. But when you're in an emotional place, everything is world-ending, world-breaking, the biggest things that have ever happened. And it just be like, Yeah. I be getting it, though, because I be feeling like that when I can't get my hair done. <laughs> or if somebody cancel an appointment on me, I be like, God! God damn it! It's oh. the end of the world! My life is so goddamn horrible! How <laughs> So, and but I think that's just another part of your awareness of also being like, I like I'm some like when something happens, I can be an aware warrior at first. At first, I got to be like, Lord, now I can be able to do this and this don't happen and all. But I I've just learned, um, and I can honestly say like my mom is really good like of support me of knowing I have to get all that stuff out first, yeah. and then I'll. Then I move into planning. I'm like, I have to get out all the random crazy shit that could happen. And then I move from place like, okay, now I've gotten that out. Now I'm going to be more grounded, more rational, realistic and say, okay, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this to manage the situation. But first I have to get out all the irrationals. I have to get out all the, oh my God, I'm going to be able to do this and I'm going to have to move back home and this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And then it's like, but even a lot of times, like I would say most people um, in that situation, you throwing out stuff out there, but you really can't do nothing about it until something actually happens. So you can right. throw out a bunch of hypotheticals, but it's like, until something actually happens, you're not able to actually move through and actually move into planning. So it's not to get too caught up in what may or may not happen, but it's like, well, let's focus on what's actually going on. And then it's much easier to manage than all the random stuff that might come up. And most of the time, when your mind be coming up with them sick-ass worst scenarios, it's the furthest thing that could possibly happen. Okay. It's like, girl, this is not even, it's not even logical what you think is going to happen. It, it takes a lot of steps to get there. And yeah. we're not at that step. So, yeah. like, I be having to tell my brain to be quiet. Like, shh, shh, calm down, calm down, calm down. Oh God! Um, and then the last one is um to create a common a calming mantra. Um, so if you find that things are getting to escalate, um, and you're just in that place, it's kind of finding a place to kind of get you know a quiet place where you can close your eyes and repeat a positive mantra. Um, I think this is such a big deal. Even if you like, girl, these people are acting crazy. They get oh my God, they're nervous. I'm a I'm just I'm gonna come here. I'm just do what I gotta do, and I'm just chill out. That like, yeah, it, it really it's really talking to yourself, and it's so funny. I remember working that place that if you saw somebody just outside walking or or taking, I said, oh, they these people getting on their damn nerves. They had to step outside to be like get some fresh air. I don't walk outside and do this. Ain't nobody I'm like, build this place up. Like ain't nobody gonna be working. I'm gonna get this bitch shut down, and it's like you know, <laughs> I thought that. I've been in places where I'd be like, I never forget one time I had a supervisor. This one girl, we was like, I don't know what we was beefing. We wasn't beefing. She was beefing with me. There's a difference. And I was trying to be real nice. They had set some, they set some stuff. And I had to tell the supervisor. I said, listen, I am actually being very, very nice right now. I said, because if I wanted to, I would, take it here, I would come here and say some shit. This bitch never want to come back to work ever again. So listen, hey. So I need you to work with me because I'm doing, I am 
staying very professional. And I was like, I'll say some shit even professionally where you'll never want to show your face here again. So let's all... You do not want to go toe-to-toe with a bitch like me. Let's work in... I'm trying to work in collaboration. So we can do that. It would have been very easy to just say some shit to feel like I won or to get back at somebody. But it was just like, nah, I'm going to hold off on that because I have, I have... I may have more to lose than you do. So I may go off the deep end even though that you were wrong and then my consequences end up being bigger so I think it's just always being mindful of those things and just being like if you got to take a step out and take your ass for a walk or a stroll or like I got to hang up on you because I'm about to say some crazy shit that is what you have to do but that's what you gotta do um what's that um damn it's a show where she was like oh candy remember she had that fight with Nini she said no I'm gonna walk away because I feel like I'm gonna blow up on your ass like you have to know yourself you have to know it and a lot of us have been in situations where shit happens so quick and I totally understand that things happen really really quickly and so that's why I always try to give myself space and distance to be like listen or if it's or 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 also recognize that early on I'm starting to my levels are starting to escalate I need to go now I have to go I'm retreating I will come back later like I have to leave now or else it's gonna okay. get so I think that you know we're just taking all these stuff and to help us all not be such emotionally reactive people so we don't have negative consequences that we will be crying about next to that don't nobody girl because you know you're gonna they're gonna be crying back don't nobody want to hear it you do I mean you probably didn't know but we you need to go up you know there's gonna be consequences to your actions no, when that happens I'm like you're clicking <laughs> but you're clicking back <laughs> okay well we gave y'all conflict resolution um mistakes to avoid and we also told y'all about overreaction so honestly like y'all should be ready for your next argument you should be totally prepared give them something give the next time you go to an argument especially with somebody that you always argue with give them something new that's gonna fuck them up they They ain't gonna know what to do they gonna they are going to be beside themselves disheveled distraught they ain't gonna know what to do dumbfounded they ain't gonna know they ain't gonna handle you it's a new me, baby. It's a new me, baby. It's a new me. It's a new me. They're going to handle you. That shit right there is going to shake them up. Um, I'm going to do my trap song of the week. No, trapezologist. We're doing trapezologist. Trapezologist. Um, because we talked about conflict resolution skills, this is not a very much uh, a rap song, a trap song, but it don't matter because y'all niggas love her, even though she been in the grave for 20 years. I'm talking about Aaliyah. Okay. <laughs> Jessica, please. No, I love Aaliyah too, but why can't why can't y'all let her go? Mm. Why is it that y'all can't let Aaliyah go? She mm. has been gone for a long time and y'all still want her voice on these tracks and you still getting tattoos of her and y'all still be having arguments on Twitter on like, if Aaliyah was still here, Beyonce would be nothing. I'd be like, let the girl rest, please. Let's, let's sidebar. Let's just sidebar that real quick. Because I would, I do want to say like, I just, when did it become, and I don't, I don't think it's relatively new, but like, okay. Like at some point there became if this person has a career, especially women, black women, if yeah, this woman has a career, this other black woman isn't. 
it would not be able to have a career. And I always look at it like, okay, let's let's look at this. Because, you know, I, I think about shit like this. I'm let's dissect it. At one point in, let's say, the 1970s, Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight, Diana Ross, Shaka Khan, Patti LaBelle, all had careers. They Donna Summers. Just... Forgot about, they all had money. They all was making music. And it wasn't like neither one of them could have success. And then you look at the 80s. You had Whitney Houston, Anita Baker, Sade, Janet Jackson, Jody Watley, like all of them getting money, doing stuff. And it was like, they were all able to have careers in the same time on the charts doing everything. And no one person, what they was doing was taken away from the next person. But with this generation now, she about to come take her spot. Like it's the fucking Supreme on American Horror Story. Like it don't work like that. Like, because all these, you know, they all had career, like the nineties, you still had Janet, you had Whitney, you had Mary, you had Mariah Carey, you had Tony Braxton. Like they all had careers was all how getting checks out the ass. Hell, even the girl groups. Like it was so, you had 702, you had Black, you had Destiny's Child, you had um, SWV, you had Mbo. I'm just like. Yeah, it's like (laughs) one person getting their bag and stop you from getting yours. I really, that's, you know, like, because I'm relatively new to Twitter just because I just go in there for shenanigans. But yeah. I'm like, y'all have these same arguments about who gonna be singing and who wouldn't have a career. Like, every fucking week, y'all get on my nerves, you know? Bad. And you know who they, you know, the girls that really be going bad and up for one person. It's like, well, she, she does it. Like, she's the, the barbs. I think they're sick. <laughs> Something up here. It's crazy, and and it's and it's and I definitely what we know is like a big thing with women in hip hop. But I honestly feel like, oh, I feel like it has not been this many successful women in hip hop at the same time since like our generation, since like Little Kim, Missy Elliott, Eve, Foxy, Foxy Brown, Brown. Uh, um, who was you say? Oh, uh, Le- like when Left Eye was rapping. Like, um, I'm like so for one, you know, between like let's say '99, like '96, and 2000. In any given year, all of them could be on features, on tracks, releasing albums, and you Hell, even on tracks with each other sometimes. Yeah, and it wasn't like this thing where I'm like, somebody now that we have where this is probably the most successful female rappers that we've had at the same time where it just wasn't like one and then some other girls every few years. And it's like, but y'all want to fight about the shit every week. Who cares? Why are y'all fighting? And are they paying you to fight about this? Like the tussle. They like the tussle. I'd be like, girl, I hope they are filling your pockets up well because the way y'all be like, well, because so-and-so do it, can't nobody else do it. She's the queen. She she reigns on the throne. Girl, please. Um, anyways, back to my hip rolling queen, Aaliyah. Uh <laughs> It comes from We Need a Resolution. This is Timbaland's verse. Now, in this verse, you are going to see that he is making up whoever he's talking to, which I guess is Aaliyah. Also, side note, but did you hear that Timbaland was like, he used to have a crush on Aaliyah? Like, he really liked her when he, but he was like, he knew it would never happen because he she was younger than him. Why are the men sick? <laughs> that is sick. I mean, you know what? That's a that's another. It's another episode. Just, I mean, not to get into. There's just so many things I just wish. I'm like, 
sharing this information is doing what? 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 I'm not condoning anything, but I'm also like, what are we supposed to do with this information? Why'd you tell us this? You could have took this to the grave. Should have. Should have. Should have. Yeah. Okay, back on topic. Okay, read my ADHD is bad today. Okay, we need a resolution. So his verse, it says, girl, holla. You give me bits and pieces. You trying to blame me when I don't even know the reason. I think it's just the season. Maybe the month, maybe the... Now tell me, what's the reason? Stupid yo, looks are the season. So cut the crying, cut the naming, cut the sneaking girl. Quit the blaming, cut the naming, cut the sneaking girl. I think you need some prayer, better call a deacon girl. So get your app right or else we won't be speaking girl. So what's it gonna be? Freaky, freaky me and you. Or is it going to be who blames who? I'm tired of things. I'm tired of scars. I think I'm going to get me a drink. I'll call you tomorrow. Now, there was really no resolution in that conversation because basically, he basically told that whole like, you always be blaming me. You also be stonewalling me. You also just be like, you, you don't be talking to me about shit. You be living in the damn past. Like, you do not want to get your act together. There is no resolution. And he basically was like, at the end, he said, I, I don't think I'm getting me a drink. I'll call you tomorrow. That nigga said, you about to have me over here overreacting. So you know what? You know what I'm about to do? Yeah. I'm about to go. Because if not, I'm going to blow up on your ass. Because clearly we're not getting nowhere. So, yeah. We need a resolution. Rest in peace, baby girl. I hope these niggas leave you alone because I'd be tired of it. So I had a different Travers, I guess, and I just thought of one that's like my song, and I know the verse by like heart, so it's easy. Perfect. So mine's gonna be like something from a classic. Ooh. Like Paper Thin by MC Light, okay? Oh, wow. Paper Thin by MC Light, because this first verse was everything to me, okay? Yeah. When you say you love me, it doesn't matter. It goes into my head that's just chit-chatted. You may think this egotistical or just very free, but would you say I take none of it seriously? And even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. So I'll let you pretend to read me and then you'll know because I hate when one attempts to analyze. In fact, I despise those who even try to look into my eyes to see what I am thinking. That the dream is over. You got us thinking. And I tell you, like I told all of them, what you say to me is just paper thin. It, what you say is just, is words. My, my, my girl is saying this. We are in the season of niggas gonna nig. That's just a mantra I live by. Niggas gonna nig. Bitches gonna do what they do. And it's like, listen, we, we say a lot of things. We say this, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be here for you. Uh, all this stuff. And moving into a place of being like, I'm gonna hear you. I'm gonna hear what you're saying. I'm not living and dying on your words. Mm-mm. I'm I'm waiting to see what your, what your actions are. Because you gotta show me something. Like, to show me something because it's too easy to say things that sound nice or people saying things that um saying things to feel like oh this is what you want to hear so i'm gonna say it and i may believe it um and i think that what i've also been working on um both personally and like and um practice um as a counselor is of being like don't be don't say something that you really can't commit to and hello if if you've been finding that you keep saying the same thing and you don't, you, you can't never keep your word. And it's like, well, stop saying, saying like, well, maybe this is what I want to try to do, but I'm not promising you anything. Cause I think that's kind of where people's, 
that's when people get fucked up the most. And they really was like, I was hanging on to your words and you said this and you said this. You said you were gonna. You said, so I think we're just, I'm in a place where I'm encouraging people to like, hear what somebody says, but if the actions ain't meeting up and the math ain't math, then baby, we just gonna leave people there and we're not gonna, we're not gonna use, well, they told me this, so that should have been enough. That's not enough. Words is, words are just, words are words and they may have meant it in the moment but that doesn't mean people change we you know we evolve um just because they said they were going to be there for you back five years ago you can't be like well you wasn't there for me well i said that shit five years ago it wasn't not not that it was true at the time but it was also like um, i cannot i said that shit five years ago stink i don't i'm just saying i don't even know what i eat but but i'm also in a place of also understanding that when I say something, I could have really meant it then. And then if something changed for me in the future, I may have felt differently. Niggas do not be standing 10 toes down on their word. And that's a fact. Niggas gonna nigg. They don't do nothing else. Whatever nigging is, they gonna do it. You gonna have to show me something, baby. Because all this, all that chatter, all that, yeah, yeah that don't mean nothing to me, stink. It don't, it don't. <laughs> You can say anything, but somebody's showing up and doing what they, what they, the actions are need to match the words. But be about that action. If it's just words by themselves, leave them where they at, baby. It's empty life. I'm trying to tell y'all that since 88, but you know, we, we still, we still trying to learn, but yeah. So that is my trap song of the week. No, damn it. Travis Digest. I was getting the name wrong. It's okay. But what's your trap song of the week? My trap song of the week. (laughs) Comes from Big Lotto herself. Big Lotto. So I, you know, I definitely been running. So I was like, let me. The first time I heard her um, new project, I was like, I'm gonna go run and put this Big Lotto on, baby. So she got some bops. She got some bops. Oh, that album good now. Album good, but goddamn, stepping, stepping on me, doing something to me. Okay, like it just. Okay, he go. He gonna step by he gonna he step, gonna by step by me. Now that's the nigga that stand 10 toes. Damn, he got that action. I was like, okay, Lotto, I see what you're doing. I see the vision. So my trap song of the week is definitely Stepper. I low-key like I want to post it like on my story, but I'm like, I gotta find the right video because or else I'm gonna still be in all my fucking stories. So but just know at some point y'all go see Stepper. Oh, tomorrow when I post them the new link. Fucking Stepha, big Stepha's gonna be a Period. Big Stepha. Yes, Period. big Stepha. Yes, Period. Um, your trap song. My trap song of the week comes to you by the City Gross, Young okay. Miami, and JT. They got a new song out called Top Notch. Um, my girl JT, she sleep. She always, hey, my girl JT, she sleep on the verse. I was like, I know that's, I know that's right. That bitch said, every bitch that hate on me got an ugly face and a botched body. I said. So, hands say, hey, well. said, bitch, you be for me? I don't even know you. I'm not. Mm. <laughs> you be, I don't even know you, bro. I don't even yeah. know you. But you yeah. You don't have beef. You have beef, bitch. You beefing with yourself. You beefing with yourself because you're not beefing with me. But yeah, that's my trap song of the week, Top Notch. It's it's kind of short. I wish it. I wish it was longer, but it just. Their songs really be like two minutes though. Yeah, yeah. I want them to add an extra a bridge or something in there. 
I know they just kind of came out with an album before the pandemic, but I'm ready for them to actually come out with a new album. That was the for the yeah. summer because wanna, well, yeah, because I want to say I do remember when the album came out during the summer, and I just remember being at like, how I'm supposed to really get lit to this, and I can't go to a day party and hear this shit. Like exactly, how? I remember because they was just doing kind of like saying on the internet internet that like COVID kind of ruined their album release because they was thinking it was gonna be. They definitely make, one they, for the summer. They definitely make summer music though. Like they, they do. Like, so, well, the good thing is, even though it came out at that time, Act Up still went up when we able was it, able to go places. Yeah, it yeah, it it went up. It still went up. So you just you listen. Ain't, ain't too many places I've been. Shit don't come on. So I'm just saying, it still go up. Period, and it always will. Well, this was great. This was a wonderful episode this week. Good show. Hope you guys become healthy arguers. Is arguers a word? I'm an arguer. I've never used that term, so I don't know. This is going to be one today. Um, Shit, I think arguer is a word. Who knows? You make up shit on here. It might be a more like... T.I. way of saying it, but I don't know what that word is. Oh, God, I could go on and on about T.I., but that's the story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, well, we will see you again. Thank you guys for coming. Bye, y'all.